0: Hello, and welcome to a GarageWire podcast special with me, Mike Ruff, GarageWire Editor. Wolverhampton recently hosted Auto Inform Live 2021, the industry's hands-on training event organised by the Original Equipment Suppliers Aftermarket Association, OESA. The two-day weekend event saw garage owners and technicians from across the UK gather for the very latest technical know-how and business advice from OE manufacturers and industry experts. Before we join the action, we caught up with OESA Chairman Nigel Morgan and OESA Garage Forum member Matt Wiseman, Managing Director of Wiseman Motor Services in the West Midlands. Nigel kickstarts the conversation, explaining how OESA is helping workshops navigate the latest advances in vehicle technology.
1: As OE manufacturers, we're working with the big big vehicle manufacturers to develop products for the future. That's for sure. But everyone's got to remember that the aftermarket is always running. Let's say five, six years behind. So I think we did, we did an illustration earlier from, from Scheffler um, about Jormus um, Flywheel and 2CT. Um, that, that these vehicles are gonna be around till at least uh, 2030 or 35. Um, so there's gonna be lots of work out there to be done. Um, but, but what's important is that these as these products uh, become more complicated, then we've, we've got an obligation to offer the training to to independent workshops so they are capable of doing it, doing the job properly.
0: Matt, with everything that's happening in the industry, some may feel that the future is very much doom and gloom for independence, but is
2: that really the case? <laughs> the, the, the future looks very good, um, uh, which I'm surprised at myself in saying because not very long ago I was thinking, OK, how, how, how do I carry on? How do I create... Uh, work for these guys to do to carry on the business that I set up and um, and actually now it's becoming more obvious that there is an enormous amount of work that's coming forward. These these figures that we've seen today in terms of how many diesel vehicles will still be on the road in 2025, 2030, 2035 that, that answers the problem you know, so if we're using uh, combustion engines then there's work for us to do going forward into electric vehicles there's lots of other aspects of that that probably I didn't think were going to be relevant, but they are, absolutely. Suspension, tyres, all these things that are going to need changing because of the different way these vehicles operate. There's, there's opportunity now for us to think, okay, if we're going to change something in the workshop, let's think five, ten years ahead, what might we, might we need to be doing, how do we change this workshop, ramps, equipment, that sort of thing, buy those now, and so we're ready to go in the future. So it's just having the understanding uh, of what's coming forward enables us to make uh, decisions now that will benefit in the future.
1: Well, I think we're all obsessed as, vi- as, as big OE manufacturers uh, at saying how advanced we are with this new technology and and and, but actually we're we're so focused on the future that we're not actually thinking about the present, and and I think we're we're distressing everybody by our activities. And, and, and I think you know, I'm, I'm trying to escalate that back back to Germany as best I can, but also you know, the job with OESA is to say, "Look guys, actually you know the end of the world isn't, isn't coming, and uh, you know, the world is around, but but you 're not going to fall off the edge of the cliff um, and, and you know, I think we've got to say, look yes, this, this new technology is coming, but and this is what you need to prepare for and, and of course we're developing with with the OEs so we can we can train you when that time comes. But at the mean, in the meantime, there's all this to do, and and I think that's so so important. You know, we need to stay in the here and now as well, and and to say, look, what do we need to do over the next two or three years, and and prepare ourselves for this journey, and, and I think that's that's our job, and our obligation.
2: The the future is there for the taking, and you know, and actually as independent garages, we're becoming more valuable to the customer because they do want exactly that. They want, the customer wants to be able to come and talk to someone about why this job is so expensive. As Nigel said, if you've got point of sale for want of a better word, you know, this, is what it, this is what we're doing, this is what's involved, this is why this has happened, and this is what we're going to need to do to fix it. And, and getting the understanding to the customer of what we're doing for them validates the amount of money we're charging to do the job backed up by the fact that we're fitting the original equipment component, the car's as good as new.
0: Yeah, Matt, you referenced OESA support there, and there's been some really great work coming from OESA recently. Nigel, it seems like all of the various OE members are really uniting to help support workshops.
1: We're all fantastic individual companies, um, but workshops actually need need a more holistic solution. So I think you know it's time to bring... All of the manufacturers together and say, right, okay, how do we do this? You know, we need to combine. We need to do webinars, which we start to do now. We're doing combined trainings.
0: One such OESA collaboration being showcased Auto Inform is that of Schaeffler and Brembo. Schaeffler rep expert Mike Tompkins and Brembo aftermarket area manager Siti Abdullah revealing some of the latest and future developments of braking and chassis systems.
3: Both Brembo and FAG, we manufacture active safety components in a vehicle uh, that's used to uh, prevent an accident in a critical situation, but also to slow down the vehicle in a controlled and stable manner. And because most of these parts are closely connected to each other, either by like bolts or bushes, their operation uh, will affect how the other parts will operate. So the way that they would evolve as well would be kind of similar. So we're going to have a look at the trends of the future, where we respond to trends of like reducing emissions, uh, environmental sustainability, where you have like a change of like materials to more lightweight materials. So these trends will affect how components have been manufactured and also how the garages will need to handle uh, these particular like, uh, components when they are in their workshops. So, the best practices that we talk about now um, actually needs to have more of an emphasis because tolerances are going to be a lot more minute, but because of the lightweight materials that we are going to be using, the old school way of, if in doubt give it a clout, <laughs> is definitely not recommended
1: with electrification, um, steer by wire, all these modern things that will be coming uh, maybe in 20 years, 30 years, maybe a little a little shorter, but we want to just prepare our candidates so they have a little glimpse. When they're still going to see their vehicles as they are in their workshops for the next 20 years, but it's just a little glimpse into the future.
0: Sticking with Schaeffler, the rep expert thermal management course proved itself to be a particularly popular one for new insight.
4: Uh, My name's James Bannering, I'm from Schaeffler, so I'm looking after the brand Ena today. We're talking about thermal management units. So thermal management has adapted an awful lot over the time. Traditionally, we started off with mechanical water pumps, then we moved through to switchable water pumps, turning that pump on and off to save a little bit of CO2 and emissions. We're now moving through to thermal management units, which are no longer reacting to the engine temperature. We're actively managing the engine temperature as well as other elements around the vehicle, such as the uh, the turbo, oil coolant, as well as the heater matrix and things for the vehicle. So we, we, the vehicle is becoming much more in tune with how it's producing the heat to try and make it much more efficient.
0: How common are these systems currently?
4: All new VW vehicles, so from the 1.4 uh, TFSI and TSI engine that moving forward have got some form of thermal management unit. The 1.8 2 litres have got them. Uh, The 2 litre TDI has a switchable water pump on it. The new 1.5 for VW has got a uh, thermal management unit. BMW have switched over to an electrical thermal management unit as well as all um, hybrid vehicles and uh, moving forward will have some form of thermal management unit on them just the amount of heat that is produced from that vehicle.
0: I was going to say it will be big for you know, going forward for that electrification for, for electric vehicles, thermal management is going to play a big part in that I imagine.
4: Enormously, well the, when you take a combustion engine, so your ICE, you're putting 100% fuel in well actually 33% of the energy from that fuel is turned into heat so we have to do something with that to start with then when we introduce FEV vehicles into this market and mild hybrids, the batteries are creating some form sort of heat, so we've got to cool those down to increase the efficiency from them to give us a better range in the future.
0: Chatting to some of the garage owners and delegates in attendance, the training timetable is proving to be invaluable.
5: Yeah, it's Michael Davis, Brindgren Service Station. We're in Blackwood, South Wales.
6: Yeah, so my name's Tim Benson. I'm from Oldfields Garage in Lempster, Herefordshire.
5: Hi, my name's Gene O'Rare. Uh, I work for m and Tuning and we're located in Lee. Um, just look at new technologies hopefully and get some new ideas Um, yeah just anything we can get will help our business forward basically
6: so we've we've done two sessions so far Um, i've got some some technicians that are here as well doing different sessions but i've just sat through the um, the adblue scr course with dave massey um, obviously understanding the way that the different components uh, work Um, and this morning i um, sat in with uh, with delphi technologies and uh, basically trying to understand their their tool and how they're trying to simplify the pass-through um, and uh, and dealing with the manufacturers through their diagnostic. I've been a mechanic
2: pretty much all my life. I was shocked. I've just been into rep expert regarding timing belts and everything. I was shocked by some of the information I find out there. Also regarding ADAS systems, setting them up, that's one of the, one of the reasons we're here. And you would think it would be a pretty much... A familiar setting and a basic setting through all vehicles but it's not the totally different.
0: Live demonstrations of ADAS calibration following Heller's ADAS awareness, her delegates thinking about new revenue streams, as Heller's Head of Business Development Neil Hilton explains.
5: They, they've been around for a long time and we've been involved in this for nearly 10 years now so, so it's been a, a progressive growth for us but I think the last two years maybe three years have seen a rapid growth in, in system fitment. Uh, And I think this is being driven by the Euro NCAP safety rating for the vehicles, but also the insurance companies uh, are keen to to insure these vehicles because they're less likely to have an accident. Uh, And it's just mass fitment now. Um, 2022 sees a lot of new ADAS systems, additional systems being fitted, and we're going to face systems between 8 and 11 systems as standard on all European vehicles from 2022.
0: How do you suggest garages, I think they're sort of beginning to understand the need to start calibrating um, the vehicles that come into their workshop, but how do you suggest they
5: essentially sell that service to their customers? That's interesting. We've just had that question actually on the presentation and it is a difficult task. From our point of view we can help with marketing and, and direct a workshop or one of our customers how we suggest they should market the equipment at the end of the day we're relying on them to pass that same knowledge and message that we're giving to them over to the end users which is the customers and once we all get to this perfect world where everybody's educated about it'll just be a natural service function that people will expect to do
1: there we go cool so is it supposed to do it slowly because it just slowly went it depends we've
5: we've tested we did a three litre Porsche and did it instantly the OE test. This is now following the OE test. There we go, bleeds it off, that's lovely. It's
6: really good that lots of the manufacturers are coming together under one sort of roof, if you like, because obviously, you know, a lot of them are competitors, which is, which is obvious, but to have the chance to um, to sort of get a you know a picture from all of their perspectives under one solid sort of aim if you like.
2: My name's Matt King. I work for Varta Batteries UK. I'm senior technical sales representative. A battery is not just a battery. It's it's an actual technology within itself that then is very important to the vehicle running. If you use a registration number or even just the vehicle details, enter those into the Varta partner portal and it will then give you what battery is fitted as a recommendation if there's an upgrade available it will tell you what that is if there's uh, even an auxiliary battery fitted to that vehicle it will tell you what that is further to that as well it will tell you how long it should take to replace the battery and whether you have any diagnostic um, changes or inputs to make to make sure that that battery function will be the best it can be for when you hand the car back to the customer i'm lee quinney from banner batteries country manager for the UK and Ireland. Batches have changed a lot over the last probably 10 years. Uh, Now we've got such technologies such as AGM and EFB, Uh, The garage is now having to diagnose the issues, it's then leading to other issues when the battery does eventually wear out, it cuts down systems etc. So really that's what it's all about, it's not just a battery anymore, it's the heart of the vehicle and it's uh, very important to ensure the starting and the performance of the car.
0: So it seems the future is bright for independent garages and that there are plenty of opportunities to be had. The key though for garage owners is getting the information they need to make informed decisions for their business.
2: With technology going the way it is you've got to move with the times and you know it's unfortunate yeah there are always going to be old cars around you know for for some time. The governments are only stating that they're stopping the sale of new vehicles from a certain period of time so there's going to be a lot of old vehicles left around on the road but obviously if if you're not moving forward with the times you're really going to be stuck in a rut.
6: Speaking from my own perspective I mean we're in Herefordshire which is quite rural so the take-up of things is generally a long way behind some of the bigger cities and the bigger areas. Um, I think sort of as, as I look you know my my current thinking is that you know we're looking at how do we how do we you know replace the revenue that we're obviously going to lose when combustion engines you know become less available. I think in our particular market it will be further away than in some because uh, as I said we're very rural and there's there's not great um, network infrastructure at the moment for charging and so on but obviously it will come so my plan really is to make sure that as a business we can cope with those changes and uh, you know we invest in systems and processes to, to enable us to adapt really.
0: Nigel has told us to expect lots more tips and advice from OESA members in the coming months and years.
1: We're all very busy and we're all very good at selling our own products but actually people like Matt need more, more information on systems and uh, so some of us are, you know, if, you, if you look at air conditioning, the box may be owned by Denso, um, but then then so the metalwork inside is 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 Ina or is Denso. The belting is probably Deco um, So you know, obviously we need to be able to to diagnose what's gone wrong with that system, and and the best way to do that is to actually work to collaboratively together to actually help Matt diagnose what's really going
0: on. So, so Matt, how important? Oes's activities for you as a business
2: uh, well vitally important going forward. Um, uh, they've given us uh, the confidence to uh, understand that we can carry on in this uh, in this business uh, but also the, uh, the training has given us opportunities exactly as we've said with uh, with double clutch. You know, we would never have done that work before, and now we're happily confident doing that work on a regular basis. And it's a, it's a great opportunity to, uh, to earn, you know, earn money. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a big job. The dealer charges a lot of money for it. We can, we can earn uh, a, good, a good wage out of doing that job. Um, and with the technical information, the support, using the original equipment part, we're putting it back to the way it was made. Um, and that's really vital to us. The
0: association will be returning to Ireland in 2022 with Auto Inform Live taking place on the 2nd and 3rd of April at the RDS in Dublin. You can find out more about that and everything else we've covered in today's podcast on the GarageWire website. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the GarageWire podcast in your usual podcast player. Until next time, bye for now.